2: think that God's been unfair to you don't grumble understand what I just said to you God's ways are better than your ways wait and discover that God is at work and as Romans 8 says he'll work all things out for his good and for your good
0: relax even though God has bailed us out so many times It's still easier for us to act as if we know better than Him. (laughs) Today, Pastor Mark will speak on the faithfulness of God and challenge listeners to trust in Him, regardless of the stakes. Our Lord wants the best for us. Despite how situations look sometimes, He will always have your back. Are you struggling to place your faith in Him today? Has the deceitfulness of Satan and this world changed your view of God? Remember to always reference the Bible for truth in everything. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark as he continues with his message entitled, God is Just, Generous, and Faithful.
2: give you, from my viewpoint, the response. This is the Balmer translation. You just have to look at me. Vieira, just look at me. This is my response. I'm the worker that's worked 12 hours. I get 10 bucks. The other group worked one hour. They get 10 bucks. What is that response? Well, let me read it to you. This is my verse 11. Being mature followers of Christ... They understood and were so happy for the other workers who had worked one hour but received the same pay that they had. In fact, they simply praised the owner for their ten bucks. How many know verse eleven isn't going to read that way? Verse eleven reads like this: When they received the ten bucks, they began circle these two words. To grumble against the landowner. Now, this word grumble in the Greek is a very interesting word. I put it on the overhead for you. I'm not into Greek. But it's a word called ganguzo. Ganguzo. To murmur, to mutter, to grumble in a low tone. Ganguzo. You got to do it low. Ganguzo. Now, turn to your neighbor and just go... Gun, gunguso, go right ahead. Now, Jesus is using this. Now, when we grumble, why do we grumble? Well, we grumble because we think something isn't fair. It isn't right. Well, we're going to learn about the character of God, and then we're going to learn about our character. One of the things you're going to learn about, if we grumble, listen very closely, if we grumble and we're in the will of God, we're saying that God doesn't do all things right. Whoa. They grumble against the owner. You didn't do something right. But we learn from our very first book, Genesis, does the judge of the earth always do right? Yes. So there's a misunderstanding that we're going to have to reconcile. So grumbling should not be part of our walk. Of course, we just raised our hand. We're guilty. Well, what did they grumble about? Look at verse 12. These men who were hired last, and they only worked one hour. And you made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work in the heat of the day. Let's put it in a Florida context. Hey. We started at 6 a.m. replacing the stupid roof for you. It's hot as you know what here in Florida. And we worked 12 hours. And you then hired these guys who came, never even got on the roof at 5 p.m., just helped us clean up. They got the same money we got. What's up with that? Well, now, if you're in the business world, would this viewpoint be correct? Tell me. Absolutely, it would be correct. If you worked 12 hours and got the same pay as a guy who worked an hour, you would have a complaint. But this is a spiritual application. Notice what the owner says. But he answered one of them. Here's something important. Friend. In the original language, that friend is a mild rebuke. I mean, he could have really laid it on him. But he's pretty gentle. Friend, I am not being, circle this word, Unfair to you. See, they were saying he was unfair. He says, I'm not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree at 6 a.m. in the morning to work for one denarius for 10 bucks for the day? Now, did they? Had they? Yes, they had. So this owner says, I'm not being unfair to you. I'm not cheating you. I'm not defrauding you. We agreed 12 hours ago on this. I've been fair. I've been just. I've been faithful. I gave you what we agreed upon. We have trouble with this. And that's why this key principle you must write. God's ways are not man's ways. The way God works, the way this vineyard owner works, we don't even think that way. Isaiah 55, 8 says, For my thoughts, God speaking, are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. See, I can't judge God by the way I think or my ways. He thinks and he acts in a ways that simply transcend anything I can even imagine. Very often in the Bible, we have a picture of how different God thinks. Who am I, a creation, to say to God, you didn't do this right? One time in Job, God asked these questions. Who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorant words? Brace yourself like a man, Job, because I have some questions for you and, well, you must answer them. Where were you, Job, when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me. If you know so much. Who determined its dimensions and stretched out the surveying line? What supports its foundation? And who laid its cornerstone as the morning star sang together and the angels shouted for joy? As, as we look at the character of God, we discover God is very different than man. You know, when God looks at us, he looks very different than I look. When I get ready to make a decision... Like all of us, we, we look at the circumstances. We put the pluses and the minus. We kind of go through it and do the calculating. We kind of, here's what's in front of us. Here's what's going to take place. God has two different aspects of that looking. When he looks at a situation, he goes past the external. And the Bible says he looks at the heart of man. See, I can't see the heart of man. He knows the motive. He knows why I've asked for this. Second, when I make a decision... I'm, I'm kind of clueless about the future, the future. So I'm making it with, I mean, I'm looking at the future, but I'm, I'm really making it with today's information. How about God? Well, he's outside of time. So when God makes a decision, he knows down here what's going to happen. And very often, because God's ways are not my ways, When God says no to a certain situation in my life, and I grumble, it's because I don't know that eventually his way is way better than my way. I discovered this, even though I, well, sometimes I still grumble, I've discovered this, that if God says no to this plan, that simply means he's got something better in store for me. See, now, if you have a negative context with that, that means you don't believe that God will do the right thing for you. You need to get straight. He always does the right thing. Let me give you an illustration. God's ways are not our ways. One day, word came to Jesus that his close friend, Lazarus, was dying. Mary and Martha's sister, Jesus spent a lot of time in their homes in Bethany. He was with the disciples not far from where they were. The word came to Jesus, obviously, so he would go and heal Lazarus. Now, we know in the story that Jesus waited four days. God's ways are not our ways. The disciples look and go, hey, come on, let's go. Mary and Martha are out every morning looking, no Jesus. You know the story as it goes on. Well, remember this word? Remember the word? Ganguzo. Do you think anybody was ganguzoing? The disciples were. They can't what's up? Why aren't you going? He's your best friend. Mary and Martha are going, where is he? Ganguzo. Well, you know the story. Four days later, Jesus said, let's go. By the time he arrived in Bethany, Lazarus had been dead Four days. You know the whole story. Mary and Martha said, where you been? Ganguzo. They were careful, but they, if he'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. What's with your plan? In fact, Mary, Martha, said, he stinketh. He's definitely dead. What did Jesus say? Lazarus, come forth. Out of the tomb came Lazarus after being dead four days. They unwrapped him, he was perfect alive. Now stop and ask yourself a question. See, God's ways are not our ways. Which was better, Jesus to go four days earlier in man's viewpoint, man's timing, heal him, or go four days later and raise him from the dead? Well, the Bible says for the glory of God it was better that he went and raised him from the dead. See, we're always at today. God knows your future. So I have to understand that God's ways are not my ways, but that doesn't mean God's ways are worse. They're actually every single 100% of the time better than my plan. It could be today you're in a situation right here in this room. And you think that God's been unfair to you. Don't grumble. Understand what I just said to you. God's ways are better than your ways. Wait and discover that God is at work. And as Romans 8 says, he'll work all things out for his good and for your good. Relax. Trust his character versus your so-called wisdom. Now, I know some of you are in the room saying, Pastor Mark, it's too late situation's dead, it's over, it's finished. No. Raising the dead is not impossible for God. It's not a big deal. Well, the situation's done, the business transaction is over, the divorce has happened, it can't... Imbe- Relax. God can resurrect the dead. He's done it in your life and my life. There's been times when I went, it's done, it's finished. It, it can't ever happen. Here comes God, right under the scene. Trust him. His ways are better than our ways. Well, look at verse 14. The master says, take your pay and go. I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. He says, take your pay, be satisfied, quit murmuring. I want to treat these other workers with grace. No, they don't deserve 10 bucks, but I want to give it to them. I want to be generous with them. Verse 15, don't I have the right to do what I want to do with my own money? Or are you, circle this word, envious, jealous, because I'm generous? That isn't a question, that's a statement. Very often in life, when God is gracious to someone else, And we look at it and we go, well, they don't deserve that. I know them. God, why didn't you do that to me? First of all, second, I'm envious and jealous. No, they didn't deserve it. But you know what? Anything I have from God, I didn't deserve either. But we have this wrong perspective of who we are. And this verse 16, we'll hear it again. So the last will be first, and the first will be last. Let me give you four keys this morning. Number one, God is just, he's fair, and he's righteous. What does righteous mean? Righteous simply means this. God's nature always leads him to do what is right. I can trust that. Bible says in Psalm 116, the Lord is gracious and righteous, our God is full of compassion. I can always trust God to do the right thing. Now, here's the problem. Sometimes in life, when things are turned upside down in the life of a Christ follower, we go out and we begin to bind Satan and cast him out. And yes, I believe in Satan, obviously. And we get, we do all these things. When if you look in the background of it, Satan had nothing to do with what's happening in my life. I got ahead of God. I made the wrong decision. I bought that stock. I invested in that company. I bought that car that my wife said, don't buy it. You can't afford it. I made this deal when the house market was really hot. And now I'm casting Satan out of those decisions. Satan didn't have anything to do with those decisions. It was stupid stuff that I made. You see, understand, God is always going to do the right thing. But sometimes I've got ahead of God, and I've done the wrong thing. When I've done the wrong thing, I'm going to end up paying for the wrong thing. Now, God will get me out of the mess. You're going to get in a mess, and you're going to need God's grace. Amen? Amen? And don't bind Satan, just ask forgiveness. Because it wasn't Satan, it was my flesh. Now, when you see scripture, and you say, well, Pastor Mark, you say, God is just. Is the world fair? No, the world is not fair. The world is not fair because the world is based in sin, It's not fair, but God never designed this. Bad things happen to good people constantly. It's not because God isn't in control. What we sow, we reap. You see, our court system often is not just because our world is run by Satan and sin. But God is just. He is fair. He is all-knowing. God will always do the right thing. I can just say this to you this morning. If you'll stay walking with God, not ahead or behind, if you'll stay with him, he has a perfect plan for your life. He's sovereignly working it out for his good and yours. Relax. God always does the right thing. Now, his ways are not our ways. The second thing, part of that is, his timing is not my timing. My timing like yours is, now go home and look at the newspaper today diet plans ab plans get your abs in shape whatever that means it's always what 30 days you're a new person you lost 58 pounds and your abs are as hard as a rock 58 days it's perfect everything's taken care of right wrong how many stuff do we have to buy to know it ain't going to happen But see, I want everything now. God says, well, now isn't the right time. You're going to have to wait. Trust him this morning. Every time God does the right thing. Job 34 says, listen to me. You who have understanding, everyone knows that God doesn't sin. The Almighty can do no wrong. Next, God is generous. God is generous God's goodness is seen starting right in the Garden of Eden when he said to Adam and Eve, I've created it all for you. Have a go. He, was, he wasn't stingy. God is never stingy. Turn with me in your Bibles to James chapter 1. James chapter 1, uh, toward the back of the New Testament, James chapter 1, verse 17. You see, the Bible says that God, in, in Psalms 84, God never, ever will hold, withhold a good thing from us. He's our son. He's our shield. He bestows favor and honor. No good thing will he ever withhold from me. Well, James 1.17 says this. Every good, every good, and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. So if you have good things in your life today, came from God. God doesn't withhold good from us. He's generous. He loves us. Romans 8.32 says, Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? That's not a question. That's a statement. He will give us everything we absolutely need to do life right because he's a gracious, giving, heavenly father. He will withhold nothing from you. Don't ganguzo God. He's a gracious God. If we don't get it, listen clearly, we don't need it. He gives us everything at the right time to do what he wants us to do. Number three, God is faithful. We can count on God. First Corinthians 1 9 says, God, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, is faithful. I can count on God. In this parable, the owner paid the workers that started at 6 a.m. just as he had promised. 1 Kings 8:56, you see, it says this: Praise be to the Lord, who has given rest to his people Israel, just as he promised. Not one word. Has failed of all the good promises he gave through his servant Moses. Not one word. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 10, 13. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. What would you and I do if some of the incredible promises that God gives us in the Bible, what would we do if he wasn't faithful? What if it came to a certain situation, God said, nah, not this time? How in the world could we survive? 1 Corinthians 10.13 is a powerful verse. If this verse was not in the Bible, there's no way you and I would ever be able to live life. But it is a promise from God. It is there. Look what it says. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is
0: faithful. We serve a God who loves to give generously and faithfully. Today, Pastor Mark encouraged listeners on the character of the God they serve. We all like someone we can count on. Scripture speaks of the unfailing love of God. Do you believe you serve a God today that will never fail you? Because of his nature, he can never do wrong. He is just, fair, and righteous in every area of your life and in every answered prayer. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Have you ever thought about the mess you would be in spiritually if you got what you deserved? In the next edition of Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will teach on the incredibly gracious nature of our God. Because of who our God is, we get way more than we deserve, for longer than we deserve. What an awesome testimony to the fact that the sooner you start serving God, the better it will actually turn out for you. You've been listening to Lessons for Living with Pastor Mark Ballmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Please join us again here on Lessons for Living and together... Let's do life right.
1: Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting